0: Welcome to a Veterans Podcast, powered by Wisconsin Veterans Network, the show where we hear unique, inspiring stories from veterans all over. Veterans who've transitioned, who've overcome obstacles, and even those still struggling. We will learn all veterans have a unique story, ones filled with pain and triumphs, and we will learn no veteran is alone, no matter the path they took. We share their stories to help motivate and inspire the world, to help understand what it means to be a veteran, and most of all, we share to give them a voice amongst the noise. You can find us at veteranspodcast.com to learn more and how you can be a part of the show. Welcome back, everybody, to A Veteran's Podcast. I am so excited you're listening. It's good to be here. Uh, it's good to have you here. And it's good to have our guest here. Um, Before I introduce our guest, I just wanted to let you know about this cool opportunity. Wisconsin Veterans Network, where I work, has started a program with the ETS Sponsorship Program. If you are not familiar with them, it is a program that is in its fairly beginning stages at least here in the state of Wisconsin. And what it is is an opportunity for service members to sign up to get a sponsor for their transition out of the military. We all know we've, we've transferred duty stations and you have somebody at your next duty station who helps you kind of get acclimated and find out where the best schools are and where the best place to live is and things to expect when you get to that place. Well, ETS sponsorship is an organization that will help you get acclimated to the place that you are transitioning out of the military and going to to become a civilian. So right now, we are in the stage of looking for volunteers to help sponsor service members. So if you are listening to this, regardless of where you are located in the country or even if you're international, um, you can sign up to be a sponsor to somebody in your area. So I will post the link on our social media. I will post the link on our webpage page um, where you can get connected. You fill out like a little survey thing, and then they will connect you kind of like a dating profile, but you're not dating. Don't be weird. Um where they connect you with somebody with the same interests, same likes, dislikes, things like that, so that you can help this service member and his or her family transition out of the military into civilian life. So if that's something you're interested in, hit us up. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at a Veterans Podcast, or follow Wisconsin Veterans Network on LinkedIn, and Facebook at WISVetsNet, and we will be posting information there periodically and things like that. Now, on to our next point of business. Today's show is sponsored by Wisconsin Veterans Network, an established Wisconsin nonprofit ran by Veterans for Veterans. Their mission is to provide guidance and support for all veterans, whether guard, reserve, active, or even a bad discharge looking for any kind of assistance in the state of Wisconsin. If you are a Wisconsin veteran looking for an answer, whether a simple question about benefits or you are currently homeless, give them a call today. You can find more information about them at wisvetsnet.org or at aveteranspodcast.com. Today, our special guest is Specialist Andrew Contreras. I hope I said his last name right. Um, he served from 2009 to 2013 in the army, so he's going to come on and talk about his transition out of the military. I'm so excited to have him. So let's get him on the line. Welcome to the show, Andrew. It is so great to have you.
1: I'm glad to be on. Um, I'm very excited for this. I've been—I know we been returned this for two weeks. I've been waiting.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. I found you on Instagram so that our listeners know, um, you know, sometimes I just troll the Instagram looking for cool people to tell their story and your page caught my attention. So I was like, Oh, I'll just see if this guy wants to, uh, tell his story.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I had posted, they had posted, um, pictures of me of my, of my military days because I always get, when I work, I always get the question, do you miss it? do you miss it? And I go, oh, obviously I do. So like I, that day I was, for some reason I woke up missing and I posted it and then I know after you me messaged me and everything.
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, And I, we'll get to some of that stuff later in the show, but um, let's start with why did you join the military? And unfortunately, why did you pick the army? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was uh, working with. KFC slash Taco Bell and then going to school and then I was about to work with kids for an after school program so I was almost doing two jobs at once and then I was getting tired I'm like I need to I need to get away from where I lived out fortunately I'm from the inner cities and you know it's it's very hard for people to get out so I was like I looked into my face at first I actually looked into the Navy
0: that was a smart choice no
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was, but the funny thing was the recruiter wasn't that. Was not seemed like he was into me. And to me, like if you're not giving me, I'm kind of the person. If you're not giving me the same energy that I'm giving you, that I'm not. I'm not gonna go through with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I went to. The, then I went after. I went to the Marines, and then um, I was kind of wasn't feeling the Marines either. So then I like living next door was the Army, and then right away like uh, recruiter I talked to, which it was I still remember, I remember the name of uh, Sergeant Sarno. Uh, he was probably the best. He gave me straight up. And then he told me everything how it was going to be. And then right away, I just said, OK, let's do this. Wow. So we did. I signed up. Um, I just wanted to get away from where I was at. I wanted to change and everything. And luckily, uh, to me, I felt like it was the best choice to do it. And obviously, I would have loved to go to the Navy because that was like my first <laughs> choice. But it, I think it, it worked out either way for me to, to be able to join the military and serve our country.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, how old were you when you joined the military?
1: I was 20 years old. I had two years of movement graduating high school. I was 20, yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So, then where were you on September 11th, 2001? And do you remember, like, that moment? Did, did that have any effect on, like, choosing the military or... Was it just, like, a moment that maybe at your age you didn't understand or kind of walk us through that?
1: So I actually remember very clearly the day I was at. I actually did not go to school that day. <laughs> I was like, I'm sick. I didn't want to go.
0: <laughs> Were you, like, <laughs> sick or sick like sick? <laughs>
1: oh, I was pretending. I pretended to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> so I woke up, and then I tried to on the TV because I was in uh, sixth, sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. I forget, uh, probably, Most likely seventh and I turn on. I wanted to watch cartoons, and I see the news. I'm like, "Oh, breaking news!" I'm like, "Well, I'm like, you know, at the time as a as a preteen or a teenager, you, you don't kind of grasp the concept of what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I turn it on. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. And I, I try to go to the cable channels, and I keep seeing all the cable channels showing the same thing. I'm like, "What's what's, what's going on?" So I leave it there, and then I hear like, "Oh, every, like you know, towers have been in attack. There's plane. There's still plant, other planes hijacked." I'm like, oh, am like," and I just i like, "Oh crap! This is actually serious." Yeah. So, so then me and my brother ended up going to pick up my nephew because uh, my brother-in-law used to work late night, So we picked him up to go take care of him. Um, and as past- I was driving on the freeway and I, there's a, there used to be a Marine base off the 63 wave. Um, And then you see two Marines on top of that roof just looking up in the air and try to see if there's any more planes or anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, well, you know, this is very serious. And, I, you know, like I said, you don't understand what's going on. And afterwards, you know, you hear about this war and everything and, like, how we're going, and we know we're trying to get everything back, to like, trying to show, like, you know, we're so strong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And to me, I was, like, you know, why are we doing? At first, I was, like, why are we doing this and everything? So, like, every time I, uh, I remember like, catching a treatment station because we had the Marines and Army there, mm-hmm. we would walk into it uh, to go to get food. And I was, like, the guy's always saying, like, oh, like, come, like, can we talk to you guys for a minute? And I had friends, like, oh, we don't want to die and everything. I was, like... I was like, you know, as a kind of, it's kind of funny as a kid, you know, they're like, oh, like, it's funny, but then I'm at, towards the end, like, when I, I started signing up, I'm really like, man, what we said was kind of, I was like, my friends used to be myself to say that, now here they are uh, so many close friends during the military, and I, was, I don't think we understood back then how big it was and how much of a respect it affected us, mm-hmm. and it was pretty funny because, uh, i was talking to my friend last week about it and, and we were saying like you know the stuff we saw on kids and on tv and everything is the way different than what we hear see and hear now on tv mm-hmm. it's kind of more like tg as opposed Back like then you see everything like i think if 9-11 would happen now you would they would have probably not show sure everything that's going on and back then we saw like the second thing hit and the book tower so i was like to me it's like now thinking about it it's a, pretty and thin and I feel like it did impact me my military career but just at the moment I did not believe, I didn't want to realize it
0: yeah that's fair and I I totally agree with you I don't think I thought about it in the way of back then they showed us way more on the news than now like you said like it, it would have been censored to some degree for lack of a better word now because we saw so much at such a young age I think that it has no choice but to impact us in that way so,
1: and yeah, and just uh, I think after nine eleven was probably the most American anybody was because I remember me and my girlfriend last time we were talking, we we're talking about how they don't say the pledge of allegiance anymore in schools.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember in being elementary school, I love used to doing it because that was like the coolest things. You know, everybody <laughs> line up and you see the American flag. You already and it was everybody like and you have like and i live in a, in a Hispanic community, so you don't know, have here all this, you know all Latinos and Latinas doing it. So, like it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. and now we're talking about it and then she's like yeah i'm and she i know she had a friend that like well this is the reason why i don't say it. i'm like i don't think he doesn't understand why we said it he, he's trying to pick take apart why we shouldn't say it but i was like i'm not gonna argue with him because at the same time i don't think you know it's kind of like trying to it's it's kind of hard to say but it's kind of like trying to say to somebody t- trying to feed your opinion to him and he's trying to feed your opinion you're not gonna win yeah so i was like you know i'm not gonna argue with him you know just, just agree to disagree but I'm gonna say that, that to me. I see a difference, and he sees this. And that's like, I think, but that's the one thing of this country that you could see two people could see totally differently. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that's built on the people that fought for this country and everything else.
0: Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. September 12th, of 2001, was like the best, worst day ever. You know what I mean? Because it was like. Yeah. The whole country came together it was it was beautiful and I I miss that America <laughs> that's for sure we,
1: it, we did and I remember going to a market and, and then you have these a uh, car of I remember going to market and you have this car of, like uh full of Hispanic men and they're handing out American flags to everybody like they were they were like proud to be an American and I was like man think about it now is like what happened like you want to say like what happened to it but then again it's like you also you know this country is built on freedom of speech so you can't really like you know
0: yeah Definitely.
1: So I was like, yeah, so back then I was like, it was hard to be American. I remember I went out and got an American uh, flag sweater, and I know everybody around me was having, wearing their flags out in front of the apartment therapy. So, I, yeah, I think it was the most American anybody has ever
0: been. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That, yeah, it's just, it was such a, a beautiful time coming from such tragedy. And I think, um, unfortunately, now there are kids in this world who, that's just something they read about. Like, they didn't experience it, so I, I think it's such a different world because of that, too. So, it's crazy. But, um, so, okay, so you served from 2009 to 2013. Yeah. Um, why did you get out of the military, and was it your choice?
1: Actually, was, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't, my first was not to get out. Um, I, when I was in Afghanistan, you know, we were, um, I was in a Terracott. Uh, so I wasn't even you know, on the main uh, main American base. I was actually, we we're actually in the international base. So we actually, we had a lot of like Australians, uh, Czechs, and also, I want to say, uh, oh, and Social Forces, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Look, and Australians like are a- crazy. They are so, oh, cool. they- like nothing but love, but they, they are a different breed of service member. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I love them. They're awesome. They're um, we went on once. I went on a, a joint mission with them, and there's a, one of their guys is like went on top of their vehicle and without no armor plating, anything, no helmet, just took a nap. I was like, man, I wish you could do that. <laughs>
2: That's crazy. I, we had an
1: old school. We, we had an old school platoon sergeant. So he was by the book and everything. Like we could, like, we, like you could be like without the helmet, but he had to keep everything on. This guy was like out there. We did magazine, and like I guess after a while, he got tired and just took a nap with sunglasses on. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess you could do that.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I, I had great experiences with the Australian Navy, and so um, they, it just brings a smile to my face when I think about the Australians because they're great people. Oh, but,
1: but you're perfectly fine. I love Australia. I actually want to visit there, and I know I, I, I feel back there a lot. I lost the, most of the emails, but they're like all willing. Like if you ever come down, hit, you know, here's my email. Hit, let me know if like that I could show you around everything. They're great. They're like very. Friendly. They're like, they want to show Australia.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so sorry, so, back like, to your story.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, as I, was like, you know, and I started, like, you started talking more out of a uh, sergeant who was, he just became a sergeant. I had two sergeants actually, uh, Sergeant Hallbach and then Sergeant Choosing. Sergeant Hallbach was, uh, he was like me, he was a California kid and everything. He did the same thing. He had, you know, he wanted to get a California experience life. Mm-hmm. Those two, uh, I think, invested in my career so much. That they wanted me to stay and everything, and Sergeant to was like, he was like, "Come on, he 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 would make me remember recite the NCO creed while doing push-ups <laughs> or trying to climb a rope and everything." He one time made me do uh, pushups while one handed while trying, but um, so you know the strings on your on your cargo pants you saw on your on your ACs and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do that. I'm like, he you was know, like, "Like try to see if you could do this." Doing a push-up or doing that, and I'm like, okay. To his 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 surprise, I did, and he's like, how he like how the heck did you do that? I'm like, when you know, like you're pushing me to do something, I'm gonna find a way to do it. So I'm like, I want to get out of this as quickly as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a he had love for uh for special forces, and he was telling me. And then I asked my buddy who would uh. Uh, Boss, Sergeant Bostick which we're me and him and how are still friends to They still always take each
2: other.
1: Mm-hmm. He, he, they always talk about sports forces. And then I remember me and, B- and Sean with his first name. We're like, you know, Liz, you want to do this. We're like talking about trying to complete the Q course for special forces, and we're training and training and training. And then I, um, I sent him my shoulder messed up because obviously, you know, obviously working, uh, working out hard, heavy kind of lifting weights, and then also carrying
2: like,
1: uh, the plate carrier for hours on days and everything
2: mm-hmm.
1: just pulled my my uh colorblind out of like out of place and everything was probably my pain but i wasn't thinking anything of it i'm like i'm fine whatever you know you know the mentality like you're you're not you're not hurt until like you're falling off you know yeah and so we, i wasn't doing that i was getting ready you know like i was looking at my options and i was like you know i'll do this only if i get that cue course on to my next contract like so i really want to do this So we finally get back to Germany, and then um, I go to the I go to the PA, the, uh, and he's like, "Give me," he's like, "Oh, you're not hurt, you're not hurt." Then he sends me to get an MRI, and he's he like, "Oh," he's like, "Uh, oh, you know, my bad, you're actually really, you're really effed up. I I didn't realize that." Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, so I, was like, I, I kind of I kinda my head, last on like, I sound like I told you so. Like I'm not lying. I know my body. <laughs> but I, I don't want to sound like he's a captain. So I kept it to myself, <laughs> which. My unit in Germany was shutting down, too, so I wasn't even supposed to uh, ETS on there because I, I was on profile, and I needed to get surgery, but since they were shutting down, they had to let me go. So the minute I get to Georgia, I had my surgery. I was, like, pretty much my last years, I wasn't able to do anything, and I was, like, went to uh, the retention NCO, and I told him, like, you know, I want to reenlist, but I actually want to get the Q for it. And he was, like, kind of, like, he, like, I'm going to give shit up. Your shoulders is gonna mess that up for you. Even if they do get you in and you do get going within the first day they're gonna, they're gonna kick you out because they any of that's been hurt or has injuries before. Mm. So, so I go, what's my options? And he goes, like, honestly, like after seeing you even shoulder, I don't even think I wanna keep you in your in your uh nineteen which is Calgary scout. I actually wanna switch you over to something else. I go, if I can't stay as a nineteen delta or could get my two course into it, I'm not gonna realize. I'm not gonna realize. He's like, you know, those are your options. Like, you know, I'm gonna get out then. I'm like, I want as much as I want to stay in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have you determine what I want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I, like at the end, I was like, as much as I want to stay in, I feel like it was a better trip for me to get out at the same time because like, she wanted to come back. Uh, my mom was uh, by herself because my brother actually like, joined as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she was living on her own. So I came back to help her out and everything. So. As much as I love, I would love that scene, but, you know, I think everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when you um, made that decision to get out, did you start doing anything to prepare or um, how much time did you have from making that decision to when you were ultimately out of the military?
1: I actually had a while. I, the one thing I love about being in Fort Benning, see how they set you up right away. Like, you know, like people say, like, I hate Fort Benning to be the station there. I actually love it because the fact was, see, if you had a short time on a contract, instead of sending you up with the retention NCO or having you, like, make your choices like that, you have a year to uh, to get out of the Army.
0: Okay. So,
1: so it was pretty cool. So, like, I once I made that choice, they're so, like, okay, so now that you are want to get out, here's your, here's your date set to you set to follow. You need to get set up with... Uh, for the VA to start getting your claims in, and all this stuff—they so set everything up for me.
0: Oh, that's starts, nice.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, you know, and I started looking to schools and everything, started emailing uh schools too, like what, what schools what I have to do to get to certain schools and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like the biggest thing—they had set everything, everything set up for. By the time I got out, I didn't have to worry about anything. You know, some people come out they don't realize they have to do their claims and all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, which
1: I, I was grateful for.
0: That sounds like. Um, It really sounds like they set you up for success. Uh, A lot of the people we've had on the podcast so far uh, were not nearly as lucky as you. So I'm excited for you because that's a big deal. I mean, especially when you consider that a majority of the beginning of your adult life was spent in the service, having the opportunity to prepare to get out probably made it much easier for you.
1: It did. It did because, like, like you said, I, I didn't, I, 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 if you know the best, we spent Christmases, Thanksgiving, birthdays away from family members. You know, mm-hmm. I, I spent my twenty-first birthday in Germany, getting ready to go to the field out there in the cold. <laughs> I get back from being in Afghanistan uh, a week before Christmas, so I didn't get to go get home and everything. So it was like you miss a lot of stuff, like, like you, know, you wanted to be right, now that, especially being a young adult, you know. I had my friend in Germany, you know, going out and part, uh, partying, but it's not the same as being home with your friend that you grew up with. So I was like, yeah. you know, they're, they're living, but the only thing that like was that when they're already like getting their life started, I was coming out to try to like catch up to them. So like they were way ahead of me and I was like kind of far behind. But at the same time, you know, I was like, I think getting out, uh, being uh, going in at a young age set me a little bit more. So I was like a little bit more mature to like, okay, you know what I want to do, what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I suppose, like, I'm going to come out and, you know, even I did, I, I say, and I'll wait till the next day I'll wait, but, uh, you know, i say, like, that was one thing I, that I did love. Like, I went at a young age, so I came out and see everything differently.
0: Yeah, definitely. That That's for sure. Did you, I mean, I know you were pretty set up to get out and and kind of had a decent plan, but did you make any mistakes Um or what were some of the mistakes you made during your transition out?
1: Yeah, that's I that was gonna wait. Uh, I was actually about to answer that last one, but I was waiting for this one. Um, some of the biggest, um, biggest mistakes I made was obviously you not know, gonna I mean, come out. You get into so you're so used to drinking every single day. <laughs> so <laughs> that was one thing I did. You know, I I was like like i was still in the military and i know my mom was like hey you're not in the military anymore. No you know you're the people you know these people don't know how you are they don't they haven't seen you forever you need to relax
0: that's really you know
1: and then me as being the vent uh being like uh, being military I was like man i was like if these people I, like, I don't care they don't that you know they don't know what, you know they don't know what the trainings we didn't do you know what we had to see and everything so i was like whatever i was like just going crazy that's funny. And then, um, also, I'm not getting to the right school right away. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know I think every veteran makes a mistake in choosing the University of Phoenix just to get into school right away. See, so most of my class were pure veterans and <laughs> when I went to the University <laughs> of Phoenix. I was like, oh, I guess they target veterans a lot. But, but I, 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 I wish I would have kept up uh, emailing all of, uh, the schools I was emailing because I was actually looking to go into, like, Arizona, University of Arizona or Arizona State have a good uh, veteran program there.
2: Mm-hmm
1: um usually as well good too so i was looking at both schools and i wish i would have kept up with that so that was a little really big mistake and also i'm not giving myself uh myself time off because so really once i got out i went in from like okay i still have to give myself six months to relax mm-hmm. but i end up didn't i end up going finding a job and i wish i would have given my time that six months to relax, trying to like unwind you know try to get customary everything, and i didn't so I was like at first i was like a very like they always hear the very drunk, grumpy, angry veteran coming on, just, like, <laughs> just saying like, "Why are you complaining about this and that?"
0: Yeah. Well, so you are the first person to mention um, when you got out that you were trying to drink, like you were still in, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that because I, often I talk to my veteran friends, and uh, my best friend was in the army, and often I we joke about how we used to drink so much when we served, and when we got out, like you look at people like, you can't keep up, but really it was super (laughs) unhealthy how much we were drinking when we were in. Um, So I I appreciate you sharing that, because I think there are a lot of veterans who can um, agree with you on that point, is we all drank to kind of cope with everything that we had going on in our lives, and just kind of let loose, but in the same respect, it was probably unhealthy how we were coping.
2: <laughs> it, it really
1: was. And I, I you, I, um, I'm grateful for me and my girlfriend that I have met now. Um, so it was like towards that, that was three years out when I met her. And then she met me when I was like so fully like drinking every day and everything. And she told me like, either you stop drinking or this is not going to work out.
0: Good for her.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> so she told me straight out. So I was, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. You know, obviously we have our drinks here now and then, but I, I after I say three or four beers or like two drinks, I'm kind of like sleepy and tired already. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel like that's like age too, is just kind of catching up with us. But we won't talk about that because that's you know. Yeah. Sad. But that's that's cool. That's awesome that she held you accountable and, um, kind of encouraged you to do something healthier. You know. Oh yeah. That's great. So, just I—I I know I didn't send you this question, but I'm just curious. So, your girlfriend—did she serve in the military?
1: No, she uh, she did not. Um, I—I went well, in my time military. I I had uh I kind of stayed away from like dating and everything. I didn't want to get into that kind of part of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like I was I'm like I'm young. Let me enjoy my friends. Cause I I you hear all these stories about the people dating how somebody back home and they're always fighting. You know that was a big part of us having a drink constantly and everything because, you know, you're like, like oh, my my brother in arms is feeling down because his a wife or a girlfriend back home with seeing them shit. So, like, we got to cheer him up, so we'll drink, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: so I think that seeing that right away, kind of like, okay, man, I shouldn't try to get into any relationship while I'm in.
0: Yeah. No, but so was it difficult for her to kind of understand where you came from? and what you've been through, or has she been really supportive? And and I'm not saying this to, like, bash her or anything, but I think it's difficult, especially from my perspective, dating somebody, and now I'm engaged to him, who has never served a day in his life. And so trying believe- to help him understand certain things about me and why I am the way I am and whatever did you find that difficult to share with her or um, was it pretty easy going for you?
1: At first, it was very difficult too. Like, you know, uh, as, in, as being a military, you're you're told to what you're holding your emotions and your feelings and everything. Mm-hmm. So at first, you know, it's hard for me to like kind of open up to her, talk to her and everything. She thought I was probably, yeah, at times she was like, you're not into me. I was like, no, I am. Like, I just, you don't understand where I'm coming from. You know, there's obviously uh, there's certain things you don't talk about and everything. So we're like, now she's understanding more and more. She's like kind of like realizing, okay, she, it took a while. Like, right? we've been in uh, this coming June, will be four years. So um, now she's on the no, five years actually. So now she's understanding more, like, okay, I, I got it. If I'm going to ask him a question, I have to ask him right away because if I tell him later, it's gonna, he's not going to realize what's going on. So it's like, as the more we get, the more we date, the more we've been going uh, out with, she's more real, understanding more of everything I've been through and more realizing that my little thing is a little triggers here and there so which i'm grateful for because most people would not realize that or they're just like okay you know i don't want to deal with this anymore i'm just gonna leave
0: yeah that's awesome well good for her she sounds like a great lady you should keep her around long term you know what i'm saying <laughs> she, I,
1: I just two months ago i gave her a promise thing because I've, I've always she's understand my my views emerging. i think i always say i blame the mother on this but you know I, I give her a promise ring two months ago, and I tell you, you know, I'm promising you I will eventually give you a wedding. You know, I, I don't like them, but I will give it to you what <laughs> you want. And I know you want to get married, <laughs> so she understands. So, so we're big on that.
0: <laughs> I I promise I'll marry you, even though I don't like weddings. That's romantic. Good job. Good job. <laughs> High five. Oh my gosh, you're a mess. What in the world? No, I'm just kidding. oh yeah, yeah, boys. I swear, you're all the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope she listens to this. I'm rooting for her. Okay, I am on team her. You will talk later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she does. She, she's actually excited to listen. She, like I um I, uh, I know how you guys mentioned, but I do have a podcast on myself, so she listens to all my on my episodes. So she's waiting for it to like hearing this too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you found her, and that's awesome that she's understanding of what you've been through. And now, like, as you're out of the military, she wants to learn more about what you've been through. And I think that's important um, moving forward for you and for her um, so that you guys can communicate well and things like that. So that's really great.
1: Yes, Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, Okay. So going back to how I found you on Instagram, you had posted that you miss, um, your brothers and sisters-in-arms and all this stuff. So what is one thing that you miss the most about being in the military?
1: Being I, I People find that funny, but I, I miss it just because you know what you're doing every day, but also, you know, you're spending time with people that you will not spend time with, always being there every day, waking up with them, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: going to the good, the bad and everything. And it's, I, a, it's kind of funny because I always – I have a photographic of memory, so I kind of I, – I still remember, I call it, if, like, if you would put me in Sharon today, if the base is still there, I, I know they tear down.
2: Mm-hmm. I would still
1: remember where everything is at. So I kind of remember everything there. I kind of – the gym, running, working out, everything. Mm-hmm.
0: I can I can understand that. It's a different energy when you're deployed, regardless of, like – what branch you were in or where you were deployed to unless you were Air Force and deployed to like a three-star hotel instead of a (laughs) four-star. But, I mean, we can't hate on them too much. But um, it's a different energy because, like, you look at the people that your unit and you're like, this is it. This is my family for the next six, nine, 12 months, whatever – and you do everything and anything with them, and you trust them more than you trust some of your family, to be completely honest.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: And so I I can understand that. I mean, there were things that happened on deployment that I'm like, meh, don't miss that. But um, I do miss, I, I miss that as well, the energy and the adrenaline and that kind of stuff.
1: All right. Me and my buddy Sean, um, to this day, we, we watch so many movies and we text each other in movie quotes. So that's our conversation. Right? My, my girlfriend's always like, why do you guys always text that? me? Like, that's how we are. We just, we only send each other when we text in movie quotes. So like, we got to let it be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but you probably can't remember anything else, but you can remember movie quotes. And she asked you yeah. <laughs> to take the trash out and you can't remember, but you remember movie quotes.
1: I always I tell it's funny story because I always tell her if it's not important to me I'm not gonna remember. Uh. So like I have um if I have conversation with certain people and I don't feel like they're that important to me I'm not gonna remember that conversation.
2: Mm.
1: And then she's like who would you talk to? And I'm like oh nobody. Then I kind of like remember like like three days down the line for no reason. I'm like where? She's like you told me you didn't talk to anybody that like And I go oh yeah, but I I just it wasn't that important to me.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, so okay so what what is one of the hardest things that you've had to accept like once you were out of the military if that makes sense
1: that i'm a civilian now
0: that's fair i mean that yeah that uh, really is like what makes that difficult for you
1: yeah because you know like, while you're in you you could you're talking a certain way, you know, somebody's messing up, you could talk to them, you know, you don't want to degrade the person, but you could tell them, that like, you know, they're messing up and everything. Yeah. You know, when I started working and everything up, I, I would have to, like, <clears throat> stop and, like, okay, let me, what I'm going to say, because if I it my, well, if I'm in the military, this is going to go completely wrong, and I might get fired, or this person might go quit and cry, and you know, cause a whole, um, a whole lawsuit to the company. I went to Sound like, had to catch myself, and I I still do, like, you, you see me when I'm trying to talk, I'll stop. And I'm like, well, let me think of a word differently than the F word or the B word. <laughs> you yeah. <and the> <laughs> know? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I reworded it. I'm like, hey, here you go. And they're like, why you stop? I'm like, I'm like, you gotta realize I'm a veteran, so we cuss like every other word. So for me, I have to make sure I'm saying the right thing before I say it out loud.
0: I mean, at least you are cognizant of that, though. Some people aren't. I mean, I, I'm fortunate enough now, I work with only veterans where I work. Um, so it's, you know, we can talk kind of any which way to each other, but when I first got yeah. out, I remember I worked at Target, you know, cause you're just trying to um, make a little bit of money and stay busy or whatever. And they would tell me all the time I was too intimidating. And I was like, my face looked angry all the time. And I was like, um, I guess that's like from serving. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I get the same thing too and i wearing it right now during right now having to wear the mask. I think it, it makes it even worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm like, I'm transitioning from, um, um, from my the job I was doing right now because my other job was actually closed down because of the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I was working this little job part-time, you know, and then some of the customers like, you know, I don't want to come back to you. I go, why? Because your face, I go, you look very mean with your mask. And I'm like, I go, sorry, I'm a veteran. And I kind of now say I wear a you, I wear a U.S. veteran pin so they can't understand me more. Mm-hmm. So now I get customers come, come up to me. They're like, hey, you're really nice. You know, your face is says a different story. like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know. I get that a lot, though. But I'm, I'm not very mean.
0: <laughs> you got to smile with your eyes. That's what they tell me. Smile with your eyes.
1: <laughs> I'm so trying to figure out how to do that, and it's so hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, after this, you can go look in the mirror and just try it. Like, 10 minutes a day, just... Smile with your eyes. I don't know.
1: I would try that. That's <laughs> I'll see. <how> that <laughs>
0: um, so what has been your biggest challenge to overcome since getting out of the military?
1: I would say there's two. And one is um, in the military, you have so much structure. So, like you, uh, you know, I, I've been in for, for so many years to get used to that. Mm-hmm. And then when you try to do stuff on your own, you know, you don't, you have to take your structure yourself and you discipline yourself. So that's getting a little bit harder because, you know, you're like, okay, I have nobody telling me, you know, get this done now or, you know, yelling at you to get it done or you're telling me to do you know, to be at a certain place at a certain time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So now I seem like I have to discipline myself more, get structure myself a little bit more on my own as opposed, you know, I'll set my alarm at five o'clock in the morning because I need to be a T T six and everything. So it, it's different.
0: Yeah. And the uh, other thing
1: is, um, staying in shape is one of the hardest thing.
0: Yes. Preach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're in the military, you're, like, the best shape. You're doing everything possible to eat. You know, you're, there's days you eat bad. You know, obviously, all the drinking doesn't help, but, you know, but you start working it out for every single day. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, like do you really want to work out? it's like, anyway, be' is like, oh, you know, I'm kind of tired and all this stuff. And that's been the biggest challenge. But you know, there's days where I kind of realize, um, when I'm trying, when I go out for runs or every now and then, I kind of just put on like those cadences, the wedding cadences, and like, that gets me through the workout and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or during Afghanistan, me and my buddy Sean would, would actually work out the Britney Spears songs the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so that gets me through another workout too. So I'm like, okay, you know, there's a little thing here that I, uh, that I remember during my time with that helped me get through my workouts.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I kind of like, I, like for me, I, like, my morning routine has to be the same for I could be just to get into the day. If, if not, I'll be lazy. Cause I'm like, you know what? It's to me, it's like, I serve this country. I'm good to go. I don't have to worry about anything for the rest of the day. But you don't, I don't want to be in a mindset. I want to be like, okay, you know, I want to do stuff that reach my goals that I've set myself already
2: for.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you on the, the staying in shape part is so difficult now. I mean, and I'm sure it's, a matter of like getting older too and your body just doesn't work the same, but trying to be motivated, like we used to get up, like you said, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning, you're out doing a run or, you know, whatever, doing your PT with your unit. I'm trying to sleep as late as I can before I got to get up to go to work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and, and sometimes I'm super motivated. And sometimes I can, you know, for a few weeks at a time, I'll get up really early, work out, whatever. And then all it takes is one day of, you know what? I'm just going to sleep another 30 minutes. And then it's and just like. And that ruins the whole week. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> a downhill, downhill spiral. You know, you just, then you just don't wake up early for a while. So I can, yeah, a- I can definitely agree with that.
1: Um, yeah. It's, it's tough.
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, so yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. Uh, but you know, like what I do now is kind of have like a whiteboard on my wall, write right down, write like positive things and everything, kind of keep everything written down for like that, or write everything on my on my phone for like that. I I know what to do for the day, and I keep myself motivated and make sure like because now like I'm not only thinking for myself, I'm also thinking for my future, like, you know, future wife, you know, what you know, how we need to do things as well.
0: Hmm, that's awesome. That's really those are good ideas. Um you know, the future wife that you're not sure about marrying, but you'll marry her because she wants it kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, What has been the most successful moment you have had since getting out of the military?
1: um, I have a a lot, but I always... uh... Just, uh, you know, walking around and going everywhere, and you know, sometimes people don't realize you're a veteran, and then, you know, obviously you show them you're like, you know, when you ask for certain discounts, you know, you can use your VA card and all that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I do that, I feel like they're like, oh, you serve them like that, yeah, you know, thank you. Just being thanked, you know. Um, sometimes it's, it's a lot, you know, like, you know, thank you. You kind of get tired of it, but at the same time, you know, people still recognize you for that. Mm hmm. Which is awesome. You know, they didn't you know, it's obviously some people don't never agree on the word, but they still thank the service members because that at the end of the day, you know, they still protect we still protected, you know, uh, our land and everything. So uh, that's that's the one thing I'm always successful I'm happy that successful. So that I served properly, that I actually made it out honorably discharged and not, you know, see you that know, some people don't make it out like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then never getting I would say <laughs> written uh getting an Article fifteen or anything in my in my military career, you know, just getting out like a, with a clean record and then uh, having people to always say thank you.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. And that is something to be proud of. I mean, it's not everybody can say that. So good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank
1: you.
0: All right. So this is uh this is a good one here. What is the best advice you could give to another vet or another service member or a veteran who is transitioning out of the service or just got out of the service, what, if you could tell them anything, what would you tell them?
1: Take advantage of everything that the United States government gives you. And I say that because obviously, at first I did not take, like it took me two years to get my medical uh, benefits uh, with the VA and everything. And then now I'm looking into home and I'm like, I wish I would have done this earlier. Like take advantage of everything that's handed to you because at the end of the day, that's going to be the best thing for you. But also make sure you're doing it, on your, uh, for yourself, uh, doing it yourself because obviously you ask people, then some people are not going to help you. Obviously, other vendors will, but making sure you're reading everything. But taking advantage of everything that is handed to you because it's what you earn and is what you deserve. So I, that's one thing I say, just take advantage of everything that we uh, the government gives you.
0: That's, that's great advice. A lot of people feel like, oh, I wasn't injured when I was deployed, or, you know, I didn't lose a limb or something like that. So they feel like they shouldn't ask or go to the the VA for a disability claim or something like that. And at the end of the day, you served and your body is not the same. It was before you served. So Mm -hmm. if you have, even if it's if it's ringing in your ears, go get seen for it. Because even with a, a 0% rating, you can still get hearing aids from the VA when you get yeah. old and your wife is mad at you because you don't hear her. You know, like, <laughs> there's...
1: <laughs> no, it's only that, too, because I, I know in California, for being a, um, uh, a service-connected veteran, you also get tax breaks for, uh, for certain things. So I don't get taxed credits, but also the companies you work for, are willing to hire quickly because now uh, they get tax breaks as well. So like, take advantage of. I'm saying just take advantage of anything you have. Even if I know in California, if you have a purple heart, uh they give you uh your your car registration for free, and then also you get a uh, I believe free parking in the airport too. So like, just take every advantage you have that is given to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I didn't know that about California. That's pretty cool. You know, Cal-
1: it- it's it's a messed up state, but there's still some good parts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, oh, that's good. I like it. Um, were there any resources that you used during your transition or after your transition that you found um especially helpful?
1: Um, uh talking you know I, as much as easy it seems to you know as a veteran in the military, it's very hard for us to open up to anything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's why I say take advantage of uh, whatever the VA gives you because you know they do have set up you just talk let everything out that you feel and everything because at the end of the day you let that out it's like a a rock has been lifted off the shoulder and it's way better and you're going to live more positively but also a better life because uh, keeping everything within you is going to make it worse because my neighbor uh, growing up was uh, he was a Vietnam vet Mm -hmm. and like like I said he was always drinking and everything and he never talks and everything but he kept everything on he always looked like uh like the grumpy veteran and everything so you know now if, you know, if, if they had the same care that we have now i think you know how much different would the, those veterans be
0: yeah definitely
1: that's so i so, so I said, take advantage talk go to counselors do everything you could and even if it's not a counselor just talk to your friends you know i know like your buddies in the military so you could just call them and they'll be there willing to talk to you for hours they will not care to their how long they're able to, as long as they're able to hear you and not, you don't go through that part of, you know, the big issue with us is that suicide. So, you know, they just want to hear you out, give you advice and be happy with, that's are still life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that 100%. It's so important to talk to veterans and, you know, I feel like in this little bit of time that we've talked, like we've still connected because of our service and I, I think that Even if you, as a veteran, and I'm not saying you, but just our listeners or anything, are feeling like you need to talk to another veteran, find one on social media. Reach out to them. A majority of veterans are 100% willing to just talk to you. If you're just feeling upset, overwhelmed, um, whatever, just reach out, because... I would much rather talk to a veteran who found me on social media and just needs to talk to somebody than to hear about another veteran committing suicide.
1: Yeah, uh, every job I every job I've gone to, you, there's always a veteran there, and there's an interconnection because you know you serve you're in the military, but I feel I love about it. And then you guys like they, you make more friendship than you would than you did inside because you know. The, being a veteran is a different connection as as being just a childhood friend because you, you have everything, with, you know, you've done the same thing that that person has done.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't do the
1: same thing as the other person has done. So that's why I say just talk. It doesn't matter. We joke, like, you know, we joke about the whole branch thing, but at the same time, like, we're on the same team. It's yep. just a little inside joke that everybody does in the military.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And other than that, we're were like we like, we served, we had the same past we serve uh, same flag. So, so that's like, we have our jokes, but we also know, like, okay, we're all in this together.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay. So you said that you have a podcast. Um, This is your opportunity to kind of talk about if you have a podcast, if you want people to find you on social media, um, if you have a small business, I don't know, whatever you're doing that you want (laughs) to share with our listeners so they can find you if they want to reach out. Um, You know, now's your chance.
1: My um, my I, I, I do have a podcast. My podcast is called uh, Tanque Talk. Which is funny thing, my girlfriend her, girlfriend's mom came up with my name that I have at Tanket <laughs> She said like she it's in Spanish, but it, it means t- little tank. So she said I'm built. She said even though in am I'm built like a little tank. And she she to like <laughs> you're not like you're not fat, but you're like almost like you're you're built to where like you're strong and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the only thing, bro. So uh, my name is Tanket uh, If you're looking for an Instagram, it's in. Underscore Tanketapo9. And then uh, my podcast is on Google Podcasts and then Spotify. I'm still trying to wait to get in on Apple Podcasts, but it's on those two. It's called Tanka talk um, it's, I try to make it as raunchy as I could because I think it's funny.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always like to push the limits and everything so at the same time, I feel like we're in a day and age where you, you can't say certain things because you're going to be censored. So for me, to have like a... I to talk and everything and podcast and everything on a podcast is great. Like what you're doing, I think it's amazing to yeah, give uh, veterans a voice and everything, thanks. which, you know, me and my buddy, I have three you and know, those two buddies. We do want to start a podcast of uh, like another veteran podcast, but just uh, talking about like all the stuff we've been through and all the funny things and all the, you know, all the shenanigans we did in the military. So I'm, I'm ama- Like I'm grateful for, for what you're doing. And I think more, more people, uh, I feel more veterans should be uh, taking the opportunity to uh, be able to talk and everything.
0: Yeah, I think it's, well, I think it's therapeutic not only for the person that I'm talking to, but for me as well. Because I think often veterans feel like they are the only one who has ever experienced anything, right? And sometimes it's easy for us to self-destruct and think that nobody gets us but us. But I think podcasts like this and even your podcast, like people want to hear that somebody else feels the same way that they do. And yeah, so, and I, and
1: I do put the limits on that.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, we all push the limits in our own ways. Um, but I, I think it's important for everybody to find an outlet. And if you find your outlet and making a podcast, good for you, man. Like who am I oh, to yeah. tell you how to, how to create an outlet for yourself and something to reduce stress that's not drinking because we don't all need to drink all the time.
1: Uh, but I did. Do, we did drink on two of my episodes on podcast. But I just made it funnier because I think it was hilarious that we're kind of buzzed and drunk and having a <laughs> conversation. Have conversation. We can't be coherent. And that's a different story. But it's like I would I was, like, nah, we, was just to uh, have fun. Nah, just sitting around I'm like I'm gonna just drink because I have nothing to do today.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I'll have to find it. <laughs> um well thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you for sharing your story um you know I think it's great to hear everybody's perspective whether somebody has served two years four years 20 years it doesn't matter we all served and so um I really appreciate you sharing your story and and coming on the show today
1: thank you I appreciate it. I appreciate you inviting me on to have uh, to be able to talk about it like I said I so feel- as with more and to be able to talk about the experience the more we get to help and be helping each other and everything so I, I, it was a great experience for me to have you on here asking questions and everything you know talking about um, my girlfriend will eventually be my wife when I add the wedding that she wants
0: yeah you better you better let me know when you guys are engaged and get married and stuff I want to know because we're going to have her on the show to talk about it <laughs>
1: Oh, she, she's going to say a lot of things on that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to find her. And, you know, nothing, nobody does better investigative work than a female on social media. I will find her and I will message her. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, but what you said is true because she is like a little FBI. So I feel like you should work with the CIA because you find out more things than, even, than I think so. The CIA find out.
0: That's real life. <laughs> that is the most factual statement yet. That is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck no, to no- you. And good luck to her and good luck on your future and stuff. And um, we look forward to keeping in touch with you so that we can kind of see where you're at maybe a year from now. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show.
1: Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate ha- having you on and giving us the opportunity to talk.
0: Yeah. Have a great day. You <laughs> Well, that was fun. I'm so excited that he was able to share his story and, I promise to keep all of you uh, very posted on when he gets engaged. I will, I will let you all know. Um, but thank you for listening to A Veteran's Podcast today. To learn more about us, to hear previous episodes, or if you are interested in being on the show, you can find us at aveteranspodcast.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at aveteranspodcast. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Wisconsin Veterans Network, a Wisconsin nonprofit operated by veterans and serving veterans in need. Until next time.